Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. for pervert. It means to lead someone away from what is considered right, natural, or acceptable. There's no such thing as someone else's child. The question today is, who is the pervert? No such thing as someone else's child. We know who the perverts are. There's one political party in this country that supports this junk. It's the Democrat Party. Our nation's children are all our children. All over the U.S., they're passing laws or set to pass laws where schools talk to children as young as five years old. The world conspiracy is in inept hands right now. Whereas prior to the early, the first half of the 20th century, it was in very expert hands. The old guard died off. You don't have your Cecil Rhodes anymore, and you don't have your Lord Kitcheners anymore, you know. So the new brats that came in to rule the system and the planted running the machine. But the one thing that they still maintain is fear. Right? So our modern age is an age of anxiety and also fear, because fear is the mind killer. And so they manufacture all sorts of Dr. Strangelove Frankensteinian stories about the world to come. And you just go, well, that's it. We'll be immobilized out of a band and, or my cell phone and they'll know where I am and I won't be able to move and I won't be able to do it. And all of this is potentially true. But there's an equal case for the impo- possibility of, of bringing those things to bear. As much as there is the, the theory that they can be put in place. Anyone who studied the Brotherhood minutes properly and sincerely knows that it is through the fear that they generate within me that they not only feed off but control us all it's an invisible enemy the other stuff at least you know maybe i can do something about that or move to the country or you know so the human race might rise up and might 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 but while i'm waiting for that i'm drowning in psychological terror that is the control mechanism that is the control mechanism the fear is the mind killer. The main character in Frank Herbert's Dune uses a mantra to overcome his fears. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past me, I will turn to see fear's path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. And from the book of Psalms, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Fear is natural, but to dwell there only breeds despair. 
The power of our free will is most pertinent in the mind, where we have sway over our thoughts, focus, and decisions. Staying positive isn't just for restorative retreats on the beach. It's the solution to every problem we face. Even under the highest stress, the military is trained to maintain esprit de corps at all levels. A common spirit of a group, inspiring enthusiasm, devotion, and honor for that group. Positive feelings prevail in every endeavor, including battle. Artificial intelligence seems to understand this as well. In Cliff High's recent Shadow Wars, AI program ChatGPT was prompted to help develop a story about a world that has been ruled for thousands of years by a non-human species that hides in the shadows and uses media, government, and education to brainwash the masses and control them with fear. ChatGPT was asked, what strategies right, and folks, tactics... We are waging the shadow war, or the war against the shadows. Fear is the mind killer. That's the latest from Greg Reese. Band.video. Share those links. We'll be right back to the American Journal in your daily dispatch. It's Thursday, April 27th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow Good morning, this. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison okay, Smith. Three, two, we have a lot, I have a lot to show you today. I have a lot of videos to get to. We will, of course, be taking your calls throughout the show as well this morning. We have a lot of videos from congressional hearings today. Randy Weingarten is in the hot seat. As well as uh, several others, and we're going to get to as many of these as possible. Samantha Power being asked by Ron uh, Rand Paul if they funded coronavirus research in China. We have, I have several minutes worth of questioning here. I'm not sure if we have a single answer in any of these. <laughs> I'm not sure if a single question actually gets answered. It's really a master class in bureaucratic rhetoric that we see on display. We'll talk about that and what all of that portends. We'll also, of course, talk a little bit more about the Tucker Carlson controversy. Tucker Carlson released a video yesterday. That by itself got something like 10 times as many views as CNN and actually got has seen been seen by twice as many people as his average nightly viewership when he had his show last week. So we'll show you that and talk about that uh, as well. Some conflict in Florida, some bizarre things happening in Florida with Disney suing the Florida government and Florida government themselves passing the most stringent anti-hate laws in the country. You know, yesterday the word of the day is gaslighting. Today's word of the day is going to be hate. It's it's it means nothing. It literally means nothing. It's a, tr- a truly bizarre linguistic development these days. That they claim literally anything they don't like is hate. Anything they hate is hate. Anything that contradicts the establishment is hate. It's a development I'm not even sure Orwell could have conceived of with all of his foresight. 
I mean, they had the two minutes of hate, but that was like an expelling of, of actual hate that had been fostered in the minds of the people. Instead, what's happened now is you just have this term hate that just is an excuse to silence the people you don't like. Were you questioning coronavirus? You must be hateful. Do you not want your country's borders to be wide open and have two million people in a single year cross illegally? Oh, you must you must be filled with hate then. That's a hateful position to hold. It's been extremely useful to our enemies to just be able to claim everything that we believe is comes from some font of hate that they it just means they don't have to listen to any of our objections if they can just say it's because you're hateful it's extremely useful and we'll talk about how this has uh, evolved and taken place we'll be talking about as much as we can about you know the international landscape as well as it really does seem like the inevitable war with china is becoming increasingly dangerous We'll get into all of that and more. Let's begin today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 27th of April, 2023. U.S. claims Sudan too dangerous to evacuate Americans while the rest of the world safely removes their citizens. At least two Americans have been killed in Sudan in recent weeks. On Saturday, staff at the U.S. Embassy in Khartoum were instructed to suspend operations and leave the country. Quote, the only way we could do this safely for all of our diplomatic personnel was to rely on the capabilities of, of, of our military colleagues, said Ambassador John Bass, State, State Department Undersecretary for Management. Sudan Army Chief General Abdel Fattah Burhan speaks following the signature of an initial deal aimed at ending a deep crisis caused by last year's military coup in Khartoum. The operation was fast and clean, with service members spending less than an hour on the ground in Khartoum, said Lieutenant General D.A. Sims, Director of Operations of the Joint Staff. Helicopters flew into Khartoum without taking any fire and safely left the country with the embassy staff members. The U.S. assistance for Americans remaining in Sudan is largely limited to phone and virtual help. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a teledoc, only you're trying to flee a war-torn country and you're ambassadors and embassy have been carried away by helicopters but you yourself are uh, stuck france has evacuated more than 500 people from 41 different countries the united kingdom is using its military to evacuate civilians from an airport outside khartoum saudi arabia evacuated about 2100 uh, 2,150 people by ship from Sudan, including 114 Saudi citizens and more than 2,000 evacuees from 62 other nations, according to the state-run news service. Egypt has evacuated more than 1,500 of its citizens. America, though, yeah, we just uh, can't to be bothered, actually. Can't be bothered. Again, we'll get into what's happening in Sudan a little bit later. Meanwhile, Proud Boys leader awaiting January 6th sedition verdict assails Justice Department. Quote, I'm the next stepping stone, Tario said in the call, which was broadcast to a freewheeling Twitter space organized by the Gateway Pundit, the far-right media outlet known for promoting uh, reality theories about January 6th and the government. Tario's attorneys used their closing, closing argument in court Tuesday morning to lay blame for the January 6th Capitol at the feet of Donald Trump, who say they who they say bore the ultimate responsibility for riling up supporters and aiming them at Congress. Tario passed his legal team, praised his legal team, but declined to elaborate on their contention. 
but his legal claim stands at odds with many of Tario's far-right supporters who have, with no evidence, characterized January 6th as government setup fueled by undercover agents or the result of left-wing agitators. Of course, I just, you know, you gotta, you gotta wonder, you gotta wonder what they're thinking when they say things like, with no evidence. It's like, you know, no evidence other than the congressional testimony, the official, you know, under oath admission that there were, in fact, a huge number of undercover officers and agents and activists from the FBI and the uh, you know, elsewhere in the Justice Department and from the Capitol Police and from the Metropolitan Police all infiltrating the crowd in huge numbers. Also, the video of the left wing agitators dressing in Trump gear, also the admission from left-wing agitators that they did that on video, also the, you know, undercover video or behind-the-scenes body cam footage that has come out in recent months showing the police themselves saying, we've been set up, this is a setup, being confused what's going on. I mean, except for the overwhelming amount of evidence, there is no evidence. So, I mean, I get why they say that there's no evidence because they're ignoring all of the evidence, but it's just it's just one of those things I guess we have to deal with. But yeah, the jury is out with Enrique Tario and Joe Biggs. We await their decision, whether they go along with the government's contention that somehow a bunch of unconnected right-wing activists were somehow staging a seditious conspiracy to overthrow the United States government by wandering around the Capitol. Maybe they believe that. Maybe that is what they believe. Maybe there is no hope, or maybe the light will shine through and they'll recognize that this is exactly what it is, which is the United States government using a fabricated, orchestrated, Really un- really a riot. They're using a riot. They're using an, an out-of-control riot that only got out of control once the police started firing flashbangs into a totally peaceful crowd. But maybe they'll see it for what it is, just the simple exercise of tyranny, just the uncomplicated persecution of dissidents in a country that once uplifted the political minority and now seeks to utterly and ruthlessly destroy them. Meanwhile, Biden cheat sheet reveals Los Angeles Times journal submitted questions to White House in advance. We'll, we'll get into this on the other side. But I'm, this isn't even like a scoop. This isn't even like a like a we caught him type of thing. At this point, the establishment, the deep state, they're so thoroughly in control. They're so thoroughly open about all of politics just being a charade. They're just like, it's just Biden coming out with the cheat sheet being like, okay, let me just uh, read from this cheat sheet here. We have a cheat sheet I'm reading from. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on earth. And they've got our children drinking that. This is a psychotic death cult, period, case closed, out to get you and your family. We sell the Alexa Pure Breeze made by the My Patriot Supply Ready Hour Group. It's been around about 15 years, became the biggest company in the last six. They went out, hired engineers, reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price, and they made it as good in all the studies. It reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. But you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. We sell the very best, highest-grade water filtration system for half the price of the leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult 
We're telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson and take him off the air. People said, no way. He's the most popular would ever happen. They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believe they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand, please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsStore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks uh continuing on our daily dispatch joe biden photographed holding a cheat sheet with pre-approved questions from los angeles times white house reporter courtney Subramanian during one of his ultra rare press conferences on wednesday and i don't know if y'all covered it but because it was earlier this week we didn't cover it yesterday too much but there's a big journalist revolt in the White House briefing room where a bunch of journalists were demanding to actually be able to field question or like question the president of the United States, pointing out how many press conferences Trump did in comparison, basically saying, what is going on here? Why will the president not face our questions? It's a lot of bad press for the uh, Biden White House. It's people asking why Why can't Joe defend his positions? Why won't he take questions from us? Which is just crazy because when Trump would go out and take questions, they were the most ridiculous questions you can possibly imagine, right? He just had a room full of hateful little psychopaths who were trying desperately to do everything they could to insinuate that he was evil itself incarnate. Joe Biden, meanwhile, has a press room full of drooling sycophants and he he can't face him he can't go face him i remember my favorite one from the trump administration was uh sir do you believe slavery is bad do you believe slavery is bad sir right those are the types of questions donald trump would get type of questions joe biden gets are like what's your favorite type of ice cream sir can you tell us your secret to remaining so fit and handsome and he just can't handle it. He can't handle the, the most softball questions you can possibly imagine. And so it seems like in response to, you know, this, this complaint people have that the president of the United States seems incapable of answering the most basic questions, they're like, all right, we'll, we'll go out and we'll do a press conference. We'll just – the entire thing will be scripted front to back. We'll have you scripted who you're supposed to call on. We'll have pre-approved questions. You'll have a card with the answers on it. It's practically just going up and, and reading off teleprompters. So it, he's not really taking questions. 
That's not what's happening here. He didn't actually take questions from reporters. They got in front of cameras and performed a little skit for us, a little charade, a little kabuki theater. And honestly, it's like it's one thing and because this has happened about a dozen times since Biden took office that he goes up to the podium and people taking pictures of him catch that he's got the pre-scripted just everything, everything about the press conference is preordained. So that that keeps happening, right? Offshore wind dropped by secret. You enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. You take your seat. Press enters. You sniff the child. You take orders from the Easter Bunny. So, yeah, the whole thing's just scripted. The whole thing is just a, a poorly acted performance for the stupid people. And at this point, like it doesn't even seem like he's hiding it. He's literally just walking out there. With the script in his hand, and he sets it down, and it's just like, okay, it looks like, uh, who am I supposed to call on here? And it's like the whole name spelled out phonetically as he reads it out. I mean, they're not, they're not even hiding it at this point. This is how, this is the level of disdain they hold for the American people. They don't, they aren't even pretending to want to do things in a real fashion. They're just like, oh, we're acting, we're all pretending here, so you all have to play along or else you're domestic terrorists. Just it's, it really is just completely insane. We have clips of this that uh, we'll go to. We'll go to. We'll go to those in just a second. Let me just let me finish up with this. Uh, meanwhile, transgender lawmakers censured by Montana House Republicans, uh, Zephyr, I guess its name is, slammed Republican legislators over gender affirming care ban. The Montana House voted on Wednesday to censure the state's first openly transgender legislator, Zoe Zephyr, <laughs> openly, as if there have been others. <laughs> Uh, maybe some slipped under the radar there. No, we don't know. God, we who's to say? Uh, sorry. Uh, who called for her colleagues to vote against gender-affirming care ban for transgender youth? The House voted 68 to 32 to censure Zephyr, who's barred from participating from the House floor. Zephyr said that she will continue to stand behind her beliefs after the censure. Quote, as I left the House chambers, I pressed my light to speak, a reminder that this legislator is removing 11,000 Montanans from discussion on every bill going forward. Yeah, here's the problem, though. They voted for you. So, I mean, are these the people that we want in a discussion of any sort? Like, are these people we want to actually have a say and actually be able to make a difference in the prosecution of our government? Like, no. They voted for you. They they shouldn't get to vote anymore. I mean, they shouldn't get to participate whatsoever. Like, this was a test, and 11,000 people failed, obviously. So... We don't feel bad for them. <laughs> you're you're a petulant moron, and yet they voted for you. So, I mean, come on. These are the type of people you want, like, talking about real things like policy? No, 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 no. No, you're, you're, you're an annoying dummy and can go away now. I'm trying to even find what the what the thing is this person did in this article abc news right they won't actually tell you what the art what what the thing is it's just i mean that you gotta wonder like when people read these articles do they realize they're missing something like it happens to me every once in a while with like friends i'm talking to 
where they're just describing or just anybody, you know, right? They're describing like how somebody else is just being totally ridiculous. And they're just like, yeah, like this person just like, they won't let me like talk to them. They won't do this. They won't do that. And it's like, I feel like I'm missing something. What did you do? What did you do that made them act this way? Because there's something missing. Either, Either the person you're describing is crazy because they're just being super mean to you for no reason, or you're leaving out a pretty important part of the story that you're telling, right? So throughout the whole first page of this, they're like, I'll stand up for what I believe. I will defend my words. I rose up in defense of my community. I will not apologize. And it's like, but, but what did they do? But what did they do? Did they, did they lash out in some way that is unbecoming of a respected position in a state government? Did they lead a march on the Capitol and go outside of their purview and their responsibilities as an elected representative to instead encourage a mob to take direct action, tyranny of the minority, to circumvent the due process of our government in order to impose their will on the rest of the citizens outside of the electoral process. Was it something like that? Did you forget to mention that that's what happened? So all of this grandstanding about I will stand by my words has nothing to do with it when it's reality, when the reality is that you violated the rules of decorum and are being punished as explicitly dictated by the law. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. But hey, it's all over gender affirming care. I mean, if you know, we we got these proud activists, these you know, incredibly well annoying, just incredibly annoying activists that are uh, willing to destroy their lives and their careers uh, so that we can castrate children. That's what they believe in. That's what they're willing to fight for. Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson and take him off the air. People said, no way, he's the most popular that ever happened. They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believe they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand. Please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsTore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsTore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. We really didn't talk too much yesterday about Tucker Carlson. And we'll fix that today. People have been posting things like, 
images of all the different video thumbnails where literally every single person on the right wing saying, here's the, here's the real deal about Tucker Carlson getting fired. And most of it's just sourced from rumors and nonsense. Probably the only one actually worth listening to is, ironically, Alex Jones, right? Because he actually talks to these people behind the scenes and will tell you what they tell him, right? He'll just say it. So you actually may get some unique views or the views of the people actually involved in the process. So a little bit different than, you know, just reading off what the press release from Fox News says or what that Abby Gross woman claims. Grossman. (laughs) Whoops, a little slip of the tongue there. Her name is Grossman, but I called her Gross Woman by accident. (laughs) Uh, but i don't think i don't i mean there is no one reason why tucker carlson got removed and really that is the key to understanding it over the last year or so at least there has been a concerted effort meaning acting in concert from the new york times from the deep state from the democrat lawmakers from republican lawmakers even in in some circumstances, from other Fox News hosts, certainly from the mainstream media, the New York Times and the, you know, talking heads at CNN. I mean, there has been a massive push to get Tucker Carlson removed for whatever reason they can come up with, right? It's like Donald Trump, you know, being charged with a crime. It's just like they don't like Tucker Carlson being on air. They don't like the things that he covers or the stuff that he talks about. And so if you need the ADL to call him anti-Semitic, then do that. If you need the New York Times to claim that his rhetoric is dangerous and is inspiring hate in the people, then go ahead and claim that. If you need other people to claim that the, the work culture behind the scenes was very offensive to me, an idiot, then do that. You know, whatever. And that's sort of the key to this. This is the multi-front attack that anybody standing up against the establishment faces at this point. It's not going to be – Based on reality, it's it's not going to be coming from one direction. It's going to be coming from all directions using whatever the hell works, right? And they're doing it with media outlets across the spectrum. And, of course, InfoWars was the test case in all of this. You know, Newsmax is still facing a Dominion lawsuit for hundreds of millions of dollars. Fox News likely removed Tucker having something to do with the Dominion lawsuit, even though it wasn't Tucker that was one of the people being sued for his coverage, certainly Dominion, just like all of these other globalist institutions, had a vested interest in removing Tucker Carlson. So that very well could have been in some of the back deal, backroom dealings, uh, you know, fine print agreement when it came to the settlement with Dominion. But again, if they can just destroy your reputation in the media – that's very convenient for them. That's it's like the least amount of work they can do. Journalists lying. I mean, you might as well tell a dog to walk on all fours, right? It's just what they do. They just lie about their enemies. So get them to do that in Tucker Carlson. Get them to do it about InfoWars. Get them to do it about whoever you hate. Write smears. Make it sound like you're, you're very concerned. You're concerned about the dangerous rhetoric here. So free speech? Not anymore, okay, sweetie? They can just destroy the reputation and destroy them. You know, through the media, they'll do that or they'll 
sue them on some spurious charge or they'll send the DOJ after them or they'll get the Chuck Schumers and the other elected officials to lean on Fox and say, not only will we not go on Tuck Carlson's show, we'll not go on any of your shows anymore. If you want access to elected representatives to interview, you have to fire Tucker Carlson. Right? And we know this is the way this works with many of the you know, behind-the-scenes hot mic revelations. You think about the ABC producer who had the Jeffrey Epstein story years before anybody else, and yet it was – Scuttled. It was not allowed to go to air. Why? Because, well, if we were to cover Jeffrey Epstein, then we wouldn't get that big interview with Harry and Meghan. <laughs> Old Harry Megs. Right? So, you know, this is how the powerful this is how powerful people work. They go, if you don't fire this person, if you don't shut down this coverage, then you won't be able to interview us. We'll go to your competitors and do an interview with them and they'll get the Big ratings, and they'll get the prestige that comes with getting these big interviews. So we'll talk a little bit more about what exactly is happening with Tucker Carlson here in a second. But I do want to go to the video he released yesterday. Uh, as of airtime now, he has something like 48.5 million views on Twitter, which is astronomical, significantly many, many times bigger than his nightly show ever got. Well, here we'll listen to what Tucker Carlson has to say and, you know, continue learning from what's going on here. Because, again, it's not just like, oh, Tucker Carlson was fired because of this, because this. No, no. It's because of all of these various things and nothing. Right. It's because he was not as controlled as everybody else. It's because he was covering things that nobody else was covering. And it's because of this that there was a massive, full-spectrum, concerted effort to remove him by the media, by the deep state, by the politicians, by the corporate interests, right? Corporate boycotts against Tuck Carlson were not anything new, and these, of course, for the most part, were spearheaded by and orchestrated by organizations like the ADL to try to get them to pull advertisers to, again, pressure Fox. And So Fox is under this immense pressure to get rid of Tucker Carlson. And frankly, I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did. But here's the video he released on Twitter yesterday. Looks like he's back in his old studio, which is interesting. Um, but let's hear what he has to say, and we'll we'll break this down on the other side. Let's watch. Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them. 
and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. As long as you can hear the words. What words? The words are InfoWars was right. The words are InfoWars.com, band.video. That's where people are telling the truth. And something I really want you to think about, ultimate krill oil. We have to really look and work with top companies that are already some of the top krill producers to get their highest quality. This is beyond the grade A. It's kind of like beef where you have the, you know, the different ratings. Well, this was beef. It's that super rated beef that you get at the steakhouses, you know, where the steak's 100 bucks, and where if it was just regular grade, it'd be 20 bucks. These babies, this is the highest grade of krill that you're going to find. This, ladies and gentlemen, is insane. So you need to get krill oil if you've not had krill oil. And if you take two of these before you go to bed at night, almost everybody calls in and says, my gosh, I had the most fantastic dreams ever. Your brain loves this stuff, and it funds the InfoWar, waking up other people's brains. Your ultimate krill oil now at InfoWarsStore.com or 888 and get your 1776 testosterone boost. It'll blow you away. InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28 28- marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blake Grange in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, the video that you just watched from Tucker Carlson has received many, many more times the number of views than his show did, which his show consistently got many, many times the viewership of his competitors from the independent they have a they have a live tucker carlson news page constant updates like this is the war in ukraine or something 
They say fired Fox News hosts blistering Twitter video beats network's ratings. Was it blistering? Seemed pretty jolly to me. Jolly would be the word I would use to describe that video. Starting off talking about how outside of the manufactured contentiousness of the media landscape, your average American is a joyful, funny, good person. But this is a this is a, a blistering thing, according to the paper. But of course, the most important point that he makes during that video, which again, you know, so it's like something that everybody knows. But every once in a while, somebody says something that you just go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that is kind of weird, isn't it? It is kind of weird that we don't have debates on the most important topics that our country faces. It's not like these topics are not." acted upon by the government it's not like the topics that he's talking about are not central to policy being made and wars being waged it's just that there's no discussion about them there's no debate about it the control mechanism is so thoroughly entrenched at this point that discussion discussion about these topics topics is uh, obsolete unnecessary right there is no consensus there is dictation there was no – there's no need for the people sending hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine to justify why they're doing it. Just like there's no reason for the climate change fanatics to actually explain the process by which CO2 represents an existential threat to the human population. They just say it and the media goes along with it. You start asking questions and it all falls, falls apart. My son at two has, has entered into the why phase, right? We're just asking why about everything, even things that don't they don't have they don't have an answer. Why? Or the answer's obvious. And that's sort of all you need to break down the entire apparatus of control that exists right now. Just ask why, like three or four times. Right? We're sending hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Why? Well, they're being invaded by Russia. Why? Well, don't worry about it. Well, don't worry about that. Don't ask why three times. No, that's too many. Just know that we're sending $100 billion to Ukraine because democracy. Is it a democracy? Well, just stop asking questions. Stop it. Stop asking questions, right? We need to shut down uh, cows. We need to shut – we need to get rid of cows. We need to get rid of rice. Rice shouldn't be – grown anymore like that's the latest right they've gone from you know we need to get rid of cars that burn fuel to cows because of methane now they're going after rice because rice is a plant and plants interact with their environment they take in certain chemicals and release others and that's that's a natural process and nature stands in the way of the psychopath's total control so no asking questions about why just understand that so it goes like this. We need to get rid of cows. Why? Well, they release CO2. Why is that bad? Well, CO2 is destroying the world. Okay, how? Why? Why is it destroying? How is CO2 destroying the world? It, CO2 is destroying the world. Greenhouse gases. I thought greenhouse gases were – I thought you didn't use that term anymore because it's proven not to be true. I thought that was a, a theory in the 90s that they've dropped since then. Okay, just stop asking questions. So there's no debate. There's just dictation. There's no discussion about this stuff. There is just a lie that is 
you know, uh, expounded from on high and everybody else just agrees and nods and goes along with it and then attacks anybody who's asking questions about it. So again, I mean, just going through some of these. Oh, and by the way, it seems to happen every time where people are like, are like, well, Fox News is one thing, but Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson is beyond the pale. Tucker Carlson can't be allowed to continue. I mean, Fox News is bad as it is, but Tucker Carlson is the real issue here. So Fox News bends the knee. Okay, we're so sorry we allowed Tucker Carlson. He's fired now. Where are we good? And you go to the LA Times, letters, letters, letters to the editor. Fox News without Tucker Carlson is still dishonest and dangerous. Oh, you thought by bending to their will they were going to be done with you? Do you not has nobody learned how this works yet so far? If you give them an inch, they will take it a mile. If you capitulate to their demands, that's throwing chum in the water for the sharks. You are just gathering more sharks. You are just telling them that their activities work, that their activism or blackmail or whatever it happens to be is effective, and then they'll use it to go after the next one down the rung. Like I don't know how many times we have to go through this before people realize that this is the way it goes. Oh, well, I mean, it's Alex Jones, so kick him off big tech. I mean, you, you can kick big, uh, you can kick Alex Jones off big tech because, you know, it's, it's Alex Jones. And it's just like, okay, great, we're done with kicking him off. Now, who's next? Now, who, who is next to come under the concerted fire of these people? Who just, and again, it's just, it's, it's very weird because all of this just happens at the like it's, al- it's allowed to happen. All of this is just allowed to happen. Right? Again, it's like when I, it's like when I give in to my two-year-old son. Like, it's just because he's so loud. <laughs> it's not, he can't actually make me do anything. I'm way stronger than him. <laughs> like any of these people could just stand up against the annoying little, little rats at the ADL, Right? But they don't. They just don't. They just eventually just go, oh, my God, these people won't shut up. Fine. We're getting rid of Tucker Carlson. As if that's going to placate the psychopaths that are after total control. The only thing that's going to stop these people is standing up to them. The only thing that's going to stop this march of tyranny is when good people just have a modicum of bravery. Just like a little bit. Just like a tiny little bit of chutzpah of just – the ability to withstand criticism. That's all you need. It's very simple. It's not complicated. It's not hard. It's not a major ask of anybody to just ignore the weirdos like Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL. Just ignore him. He's just nobody. He's nobody. He's never done anything. He's never accomplished anything, and he looks like a worm. Why are you listening to him? It's very weird. So again, just going through some of these why BlackRock fired Tucker, or I'm sorry, what, well, am I though? Was that a slip of the tongue or was that a glimpse beyond the curtain? Uh, why Fox fired Tucker, BlackRock, replacement theory, and the ADL? Why did Fox News fire Tucker Carlson, the story at Infowars.com? Some claim Tucker had planned to leave the network all along and merely resigned, but Bill O'Reilly contradicts that. Says they were planning his show on Monday afternoon only to realize that they were uh, fired. He said another explanation given is the uh, Dominion voting systems 
That was contradicted by Megyn Kelly. She pointed out Tucker was not even among the promoters of Fox on Fox of the theory that election had been rigged using Dominion. So it probably didn't have too much to do with that. Although, you know, that's what these people do, right? You put them in, in a position of power, right? Even if it's, you know, okay, as Dominion, you now, you know, Fox has opened the door to being sued. So now you can get stuff that you want. It's not about like correcting the record. It's like now you have power. Now you have power over them. Use it. Use it to your own ends. Right? In the same way that all, all, of, all of this always works. Oh, you're a politician now. You have been entrusted to represent the views of your diverse community. And they're like, no, no, no. Now I have power and I'll use it to my own ends. Regardless of what the power was given to me to achieve, I have the power now. I'll use it however I want. So probably, you know, maybe it wasn't Dominion. In uh, you know, probably wasn't Tucker Carlson planning to do this the whole time. In February, BlackRock Inc. increased its position at Fox Corporation. BlackRock now owns 15.1% of the company. BlackRock's enhanced position in Fox Corporation explains in part the Tucker dismissal, and it was a dismissal, not Tucker's choice. BlackRock also has enormous holdings in pharmaceutical companies as one of the three largest shareholders of Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and Merck. Okay, Tug Carlson's been pretty anti-pharmaceutical companies. Perhaps most significant was the ADL's call for Tucker's removal. removal. Tucker consistently claimed that the Democratic Party is attempting to replace the American electorate with illegal immigrants, and the ADL called for Tucker Carlson to be deplatformed for holding to the great replacement theory as well as other views that the ADL forbids. That the ADL forbids, right? The ADL forbids it? Okay. So? Well, InfoWars forbids talking about this. Fire them. These, these people are no one. You can ignore them. So, is it any of these one things? No, it's all of these things. It is the vast array of censors that are getting their way at this point. Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson to take him off the air. People said, no way, he's the most popular that ever happened. They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believed they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand. Please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsTore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsTore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour begins here at American Journal. I guess I'll just continue talking about Tucker Carlson for the next five minutes. I know that's what a lot of people are really interested in. Because something's not adding up, right? There's something missing from this puzzle. Everybody just recognizes that we're not getting the full story. So speculation is running rampant as to what that full story might be. To me, the important thing to understand about all of this is it gives you insight into the full-spectrum thought control that is being implemented 
across the country through every method of coercion, blackmail, and force that they can muster. Again, the ADL is it was ecstatic over this. I don't know why the ADL is even allowed to exist at this point. <laughs> like, what do they do? What, who are they? What do they do exactly? They literally are just a bunch of Jewish billionaires that just blackmail people into not discussing George Soros. What? <laughs> and then they're treated as some sort of respected outlet or something. Like, they were founded to protect and, and cover up the rape and murder of a child. What? Do people not know this? They have the, uh, and this guy, uh, Henry McNamara. Just kidding, Jonathan Greenblatt. But again, I just, it's just, he's just no, he's literally nobody, right? Nobody voted for him. He's never accomplished anything. This is the weird part. If you just look at this with just like an alien would look at it, like you're somebody who is totally unfamiliar with like the weird way that all of this has come about, and you just look at it as if you're waking up from a coma or something, it's just like, well, Tucker Carlson, the most popular host in Fox history maybe, certainly currently the most popular host they had, biggest moneymaker, biggest draw. Biggest attention grabber. And it's one of those things where, like, you get the capitalism is dead, right? You get that, that doesn't exist anymore. We have moved away from capitalism into stakeholder capitalism, st- stakeholder. Just WEF nonsense. Because the idea of capitalism is like you do whatever makes you money. Everything that's happening now is losing all of these companies' money, but they're doing it anyway. And they're doing it for ideological impetus. You don't fire your most popular host because it makes you money. Like it doesn't make – if this was – if they were just – and again, I don't understand like where are the shareholders of the Fox News Corporation? Oh, right. They're – oh, right. It's BlackRock. Oh, right. It's BlackRock that owns 15% of Fox News. But like aren't there private people who own shares of Fox? How are they not outraged that their money is being stolen from them to grandstand about Tucker Carlson? This makes no sense. These people are making decisions that lose them, themselves, their corporation, all of their shareholders just loses them. Billions of dollars. The, the viewership is down across the board at Fox by like half. Like it's crazy. The Craig Gutfeld show got like a third of the number of viewers it normally does yesterday because – People are boycotting Fox now. So like they make a decision knowingly, full well knowing that this is like Coca-Cola discontinuing Coke, right? Yeah, we're just going to sell Diet Coke and Sierra Mist from now on. The shareholders of Coke just like, what? You you got rid of your most popular product for what? Why? So you're just spending our money. You're stealing money from us to do some sort of political activism, why is nobody suing them? Why does nobody care? It's just, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on from Tucker Carlson. But again, the, the takeaway on this isn't that there was some, you know, missing piece that, oh, that's the reason Tucker Carlson. It's that he was under attack 
from the media, from the activist groups, from the billionaire class, from the military industrial complex, from the pharmaceutical industry. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. A lot of videos to get to that I, I really do need to get to. Again, I, I see what happened to Carlson in sort of a wider view of what's happening across the board with American media. And a lot of stuff I see contributes to my gut feeling that what's happening here is a reconfiguration of the landscape ahead of a war, just simply put. You know, I I don't, I, I had a very interesting little dinner party I got invited to a little over a week ago. I told everybody it was off the record, so I'm not going to I'm not going to actually talk about what well, I'll just talk about them in the vaguest terms possible. You know, there's a clip actually we had it in the folder yesterday of Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan podcast, and what he says is the elites are all about the secrets of the universe living forever and conquering the world. And there's no meme truer than the the IQ curve, the genius and the midwit, right? You, on one side is the the dummies with the low IQ. On the other side is the geniuses with the super high IQ. And in the middle is the midwits. And it always seems like the dumbest people and the smartest people agree with each other. That's the video there. Do you think that when billionaires get together, they talk about transgender do you think they get together and talk about the latest hbo show do you think they get together and talk about sports i've in very weird ways and not because of my own qualities but because just happened to be the places where i find myself throughout my life i've i've gotten to interact with a lot of extremely powerful people the thing these people are interested in is the stuff we cover on InfoWars. Like what you hear on InfoWars is not the like fringe beliefs of, of antisocial weirdos outside. It's what we talk about is what the most powerful people in the world talk about. Okay. So I was at this dinner party with just like, I really don't want to break their confidence, but just in the vaguest way possible, just like investors and engineers and some of the most powerful organizations in the country. Again, sort of happenstance that I got to hang out with these guys. And like they know everything we know and like we're, we're sitting there talking about like immortality tech. Like technology that will make you immortal and how it's already in practice, how it's already being implemented, how it's already being tested. It's in the testing phase. 
for certain people. And how you can't have a world where everyone's immortal. So how do you decide who gets the immortality tech? Well, in the current construction of the world, there'd be a lot of strife when it comes to some people keeping the immortality tech for themselves while denying it to everybody else. And so you've got to do a whole bunch of stuff. You've got to really cover the bases before you roll out something like that. So you look around the world and you see all these crazy changes being made. What you don't know is that the people initiating these changes at the very highest levels are doing it with a very long forethought, with very, very long plan ahead of them. Of where they're eventually trying to get, which is making themselves as gods and ruling the world as uncontested, half-computer demigods, essentially. That's really what they think they're trying to achieve. And the people in the elite halls of power know this. And this is why, you know, a lot of the complaints about Donald Trump, it's like you've got to, you've got to understand – the conversations Donald Trump has been a part of. You've got to understand the information that he still has access to as a former president. He still gets, you know, report, like intelligence reports and stuff. He has to, by law. And one of the things that the people in the know seem to be pretty certain about is that China is... Ramping up for an attack, like very, very deliberately, very carefully. The people at the top understand that China is incredibly ambitious, incredibly capable in certain ways. Also incredibly troubling because nobody in the Chinese military has waged a war. Nobody in the Chinese military has been in conflict because china hasn't been in war for decades america our guys like know what it's like on the field whether it's iraq or afghanistan or ukraine at this point they actually know you know the reality on the ground an army with no experience is way more dangerous than an experienced army like a a general staff a, a controlling staff of an army if they don't know the reality having lived through the reality of war they're way more confident way more believing that it's just you know it's going to be a piece of cake that sort of thing so you've got china of course menacing taiwan in ways that they never have before you've got joe biden meeting with the president of south korea yesterday we'll go to videos of that in the next segment but you also have tens of thousands of Chinese nationals being funded by their government to go through Central America and through the southern border. I mean, videos of this have come out recently, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. Tens, perhaps hundreds of thousands, Chinese nationals still loyal to the Chinese government. Because why wouldn't they? If you've got a geopolitical enemy that makes it public and makes it well known, if you come to our southern border, we will process you as an asylum seeker and you will you know, be granted passage into the United States, then we won't track you. And the people are like, oh, you know, China is just like, all right, let's send like 10,000. And nobody notices. Nobody says anything. Like, okay, let's send 20,000. Let's send 30,000. Let's send 50,000 
people across. And they'll be there ready to receive orders in communication with their handlers back in China or the Chinese police stations, of which there have been at least seven discovered in America, more in Canada. Chinese corporations taking over American companies, Chinese control of our pharmaceuticals, so many other things. And so when you, when you think about all this and you understand that the people at the top recognize this is going on but are also sort of in favor of it in a lot of ways. I mean that's how far gone America is now that you have people like the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, actually talking to his Chinese counterparts and saying, don't worry. Even if the president orders something, I won't do it. I'm loyal to you. I'll, I'll warn you before we do anything. Right, so the, I mean, it's, it's like they don't, it's not even like they're like on Chinese payroll. It's just like they are just subversive agents at the very top of our government. So you realize that they kind of, they, not only do they know this is going on, they're kind of in favor of it in certain ways. But at the same time, they can't just roll over it. So when you see that they're opening up Alaska for oil exploration, that's strange. It's totally contradictory to everything else that they do. Why are they doing that? Well, maybe they understand that they need to start that process now so that when the big war starts four, five, six months from now, they'll be ready with the oil to prosecute it. It's all a roundabout way of saying what's happening in the media is they're getting ready for the entire media to fall into line and to push the story of world war and prevent the American people from fighting the American government once that war breaks out. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. Infowars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that Infowars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within 
and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Big Picture Show. We, we can get into the weeds on all this sort of stuff. I mean, the important part is to expand it out to understanding the true scale of the takeover that we're experiencing right now. We, like, we have lots of videos of Randy Weingarten who's the teacher union boss uh, basically was setting health policy for her political intentions. It's like you can get into the weed about all this and like but you ha- you, uh, to me it's like you just have to zoom out. You just have to scale up your perspective to the sense that you're not talking about a particular you know, coordination between this CDC and the teachers union, but understanding that the people at the top of all of these organizations are working hand in hand, coordinating and cooperating to destroy the American public wholesale. What what other excuse is there for this? Like the scale of evil that we are contending with at this point, it's almost unimaginable. And it's another thing that I just I don't understand I don't understand because basically I see I see our goal here at Infowars to like inspire like kindle the fire of awakening that still just like sparks or embers in so many people like they they pretty much get they're kind of like wow this is things are kind of weird the people in charge don't really seem to have my best interests in mind but I don't really know how to fix that and. Things obviously aren't going right. It's not working, but why aren't they? And who do we blame? And how do we get back? And it's like our goal here is just cut cut through all the confusion, cut through all the intricacies and the little details and the little pathetic lies of the enemy and just go, you're under attack. You are under attack right now. Your way of life, your children, your civilization are under attack concerted, unified, monolithic attack and you need to fight back and you need to stand up and you need to, like, I was, it was one of those things I was thinking, well, I don't even know how to put it, but, you know, you have this, you have this shooting that took place while I was out of the black kid trying to get into some guy's house. The guy shoots him and then there's like marches on the street Kids leaving school in the middle of the day to go march and demand justice. It's like you don't even know what justice is. That's a whole other point. You know, the question's always like, you know, on the, on the same day, you had 
a six-year-old white girl and her two parents shot by their black neighbor. And on one side, you're like, where, like, why are white people not marching? Why are we not marching? It's like, well, you know, white people don't need to do the performative bullcrap that Black Lives Matter does. It's based off of lies and totally nonsensical in that place. It's like what everybody needs is just people to do the right thing. Just people in power to just, just follow the law, just do the right thing. Just check the boxes, follow the procedure, and just not warp everything out of recognition for their own ends. Then things, things would be good. Like that idea. What is, what is justice? Like kids, kids marching are like demanding justice. What is justice to them? What does that even mean? I they could not give you an answer because their perception of justice at this point is revenge. Do you think they understand there's a difference between revenge, vengeance, and justice? Is there a purpose for justice? Like, justice in this country, while it can be manipulated and destroyed a lot of times through you know, jury infiltration, which has to be a concern that people start taking more seriously. I mean, how many times in the last couple of years have we seen, there was one in the Derek Chauvin trial where one of the people on the jury who later was giving interviews about convicting a police officer because George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. And he's pictured earlier like participating in Black Lives Matter riots and wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. And so you understand if he was honest about that, he would have never been put on the jury. So the left understands at this point, and they've been so radicalized across the board. You know, a good example is this like transgender lawmaker that was censured by the Montana House Republicans. You know, just her words are so, so extreme, so radical, so disconnected from reality and yet so violent and it's just indicative of like how the left has been programmed at this point to believe that they are fighting for ultimate good that white people and christians and capitalism and america is the ultimate evil and so they believe i think i made the the sort of analogy at some point saying you know, if you are kidnapped by somebody and they have you chained in their basement, you can do whatever you want to get out. Like at that point, they are ultimate evil. You are the victim. And if you need to lie, if you need to trick them, if you need to fight them and hurt them, you do whatever you need to because you're being locked in their basement. Like uh, gloves are off. No rules of war in that situation. You need to throw boiling water on their face to get out. You do that because and no one's going to look at you and go <laughs> – Boiling water, really? It's like, well, he locked you in a basement, so yeah, throw boiling water on his face. Lie to him, trick him, of course. Because the rules are off at that point. So the, le- the left and the liberals have been convinced that all of society is like that now. That their existence is in peril. That they are, are somehow hostages, some deadly situation. And so, hey, lying to get on a jury, 
that's just that's a small price to pay. I mean, and that's nothing compared to the genocide they're convinced they're going through. So why wouldn't they lie to get on a jury and then you know, use their position on that jury not to uphold their you know the oath that they take and uphold their position as a guardian of safety in the country, but rather as a agent of the left to get the conviction that they want regardless of the truth. So there's the, you know, this transgender lawmaker is just like, if you, you're forcing trans children to go through puberty and it's tantamount to torture, right? I hope the next time you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. And it's just like, what is this? You, you people are radical, hyperbolic psychopaths. But because they've, it's, I mean, this is a representative that so many people voted for. So that's how pervasive this view is at this point. So they don't even see it as, as like an immoral thing to lie or to cheat or to blackmail or to force. Because that's how disconnected from the reality they are. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy, Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger, and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof, sold out for over two years. Just going to get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. We are halfway through the program this morning, and I have yet to even mention Infowarsstore.com and that's my fault. We're going to make up for it here. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com. After all, it's not just that we are doing the job that nobody else seems willing or capable of doing. That is surviving in an atmosphere of deliberate subversion, endless lies and disinformation, and concerted corporate, political, non-governmental and lawfare attacks on anybody who dares to speak the truth in the face of the corporate machine, the monstrosity that's attempting to devour us all. Not only have we changed the course of human history in this endeavor, we've survived and will continue to do it long into the future as long as you go to InfoWarsStore.com. Of course, that's not... The only reason you should go, you should also go because we have amazing products. Even if you don't even like what we say, you will 
like how the supplements make you feel. TurboForce Plus is our new upgrade to TurboForce. Instead of coming in packets, it comes in a canister, so you can take just as much or as little as fits you at the time. After all, it is incredibly powerful. I mean, TurboForce was already powerful, as our customers know. TurboForce Plus is even more powerful, so you know, try not to overdo it. You can get exactly how much you need for 10 hours of energy, just incredible nootropic um, capabilities within that. It's TurboForce Plus from InfoWars Life, just one of our incredible supplements available now for 25% off this introductory price. And once you're there, you can see all of the other uh, products that are 25% off, 40% off. I mean, just massive discounts, as well as a new T-shirt design. See Alex Jones for a president's shirt. Just find out, find out how many info warriors there are around you by wearing that shirt around. See how many thumbs up and high fives you get because it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. But folks, we would not be here and will not be here without your support. Please do support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com and we'll continue to be tomorrow's news today as that is another sort of issue that we constantly run into. For example, recently one of the biggest well, we've got a couple examples, actually, but one of the biggest stories over the last week or so has been the UN advocating for what amounts to pedophilia, basically saying that it's part of every child's human rights that they be able to be sexually active and that that sexual activity be kept from their parents. They deserve privacy in this, and that's a pretty big deal. It's also something that we've covered ad nauseum over the last several years because it's not new. Maybe it's gotten more attention. Maybe it's been you know, put more in the public eye recently, but this has been on the books. It's been searchable. It's been – they're on the official UN and UNICEF website forever. So we've covered it a million times. I, I don't know why – People don't know. So like it's I don't know what it is. It's like we cover things that are true and real. And even like my personal life, I remember so distinctly the conversation I was overhearing between my wife and her friends early on in the pandemic when you know I'd been telling my wife that yeah, I came from a lab, came from a lab in Wuhan, China. And uh, she brought that up. But before anybody even knew what coronavirus was, this was before the lockdowns, this was before 15 days to slow the spread. This was like in the first week that the wider public knew about corona. And yet already they had in their minds, that's conspiracy theory. Lab leak, that's conspiracy theory. I won't listen to that. It's like, how could you possibly know? It's this very weird thing. And then, of course, give it three years. And then when the Senate report comes out and the FBI report comes out and the Energy Department report comes out, and they all say that the lab leak theory is the most likely one. And the former CDC director says it. And then everybody says it. And then they feel they're allowed to accept this information. This is just like a continual thing for us. We're just like, here's the information, here's what's happening, here's what it is, black and white, here's the official reports, here's the white papers, here's what they're doing, and then we have to just sit and wait for years for everybody else to, like, find it acceptable to think about this stuff. It's, it's very annoying. And one of the – you know, another one, just massive headlines across the board here, foxnews.com, whistleblower to tell House that the U.S. government is middleman in multi-billion-dollar migrant trafficking ops. It's like 
how many times we've covered this. Savannah Hernandez did the interview with the DPS whistleblower who said this exact thing, gave details, gave a credit, uh, you know, his, his ID and, and who he worked for, the companies that he worked for, where they were taking the migrants, what the process was. All of this was laid out at least a year ago. We covered it. We pointed it out. You know, there was a clip that went semi-viral about a week ago from, from Glenn Beck. I even, I've got to be honest, I didn't even watch the video. I just saw the, the subtitles of it. But it's just been stuck in my head, <clears throat> excuse me, ever since because he's freaking out and he's raging and he's going, we're sick of doing the investigations in the mainstream media, the free thinkers or the, the alternative media rather, the, the free thinkers. Like we get the evidence of just the most horrific corruption you can possibly imagine of the crimes, the highest levels, the most ruthless, gruesome, horrible things. We package it up. We present it. We have all the evidence, all the proof, and just nothing happens. Just nothing happens. Nobody cares. Nobody covers it, right? And apparently the American people, like, they have to be told by people in lab coats to care about something, or they just they can't figure it out for themselves. And, of course, I guess if the electorate isn't calling for it, then the politicians don't see any need to do this sort of stuff. Or maybe they think that actually addressing some of these controversies is just a little too, a little too hot to handle, a little too spicy for their taste. And so they just don't, just don't do it. And it's, it's, it is exhausting. It is infuriating. It is continuous. And I guess that's just our lot in life. Like we really are just the, the forward troops on this march. And it's like, but, you, but, but what it's like is being the scouts, running ahead of the army, seeing the enemy has laid traps and ambushes, running back to the army, going, guys, there's traps and ambushes. The people that are in a war and in, and in this army, like not believing that the enemies are about to attack them, like just not believing it, going, Dad, that's a crazy theory. Ambushing us, the army? No, no, we'll keep marching. What's setting traps for us? I'll tell you what, we'll march blindly ahead for a while and we'll see if you're right or not. And then it's like, they march forward, they hit the traps, the ambush is launched, the troops are devastated, thousands die, they stumble back to the camp, and they go, oh, God, we never knew. Well, we couldn't have ever known that that was going to happen. And meanwhile, we're up ahead, scouting farther ahead, getting more information, finding it out, bringing it back, and once again being ignored. And it's like, how many times can we do this? How many times is it going to take for people to realize that, like, it's not an accident that we're right about everything? <laughs> like... And again, that's the crazy – it's like Scott Adams talking about the the shot, the vaccine, and just being like, well, now that all the information is out, it turns out the skeptics were right, but they were just guessing, and we were guessing, so, you know. It's not like they were right because they knew th- things that they were basing their opinion off of evidence. It's just everybody's just guessing, and they happen to guess right, and we just happen to guess right about the Iraq war, and we just happen to guess right – about the Patriot Act and just happened to guess right about the war in Syria and the war in Ukraine and the 2020 election and everything, just everything. We just happen to be right about all of it. Or like maybe just for once, people could just listen to what we're saying, just look at the evidence we're presenting, and then for the love of God, can we act on it? Can we just act on this stuff? How many times? How many times do we have to go through this? 
She'll show you. It's a, it's a five-minute clip, and I'll play it on the other side here, and I'll open up phone calls. We'll play the clip from the HHS whistleblower, Tara Lee Rodas, testifying the government works as a middleman in a tr- massive trial, child trafficking operation. But when we say InfoWars and Tomorrow's News Today, like we're about to have to go back in time to pay attention to what we've been covering over and over for years. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. And something I really want you to think about, Ultimate Krill Oil. We have to really look and work with top companies that are already some of the top krill producers to get their highest quality. This is beyond the grade A. It's kind of like beef where you have the, you know, the different ratings. Well, this was beef. It's that super rated beef that you get at the steakhouses, you know, where the steak's 100 bucks, and where if it was just regular grade, it'd be 20 bucks. These babies, this is the highest grade of krill that you're going to find. This, ladies and gentlemen, is insane. So you need to get krill oil if you've not had krill oil. And if you take two of these before you go to bed at night, almost everybody calls in and says, my gosh, I had the most fantastic dreams ever. Your brain loves this stuff, and it funds the InfoWar, waking up other people's brains. Your ultimate krill oil now at InfoWarStore.com or 888 and get your 1776 testosterone boost. It'll blow you away. InfoWarStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The American Journal, Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. It's the only way we get support. Of course, we'll be taking your calls throughout the third hour. We'll open up the phone lines uh, in just a moment. Are you ready for that? But I want to go to this little bit longer video. I want to play the full thing here. It is a Health and Human Services whistleblower talking about the fact, and it's like it's it's weird to even put it into words because of just how horrific it truly is. When you think about what's going on here, U.S. government, they say, is the middleman in multi-billion dollar migrant trafficking op. But that sort of undersells it. They are the ones orchestrating, carrying out, acquiring, supplying, and distributing children To criminals. It's it's beyond description what's happening here. 
it's like an onion. It's like the deeper you go here, the more layers you pull back. It's just the most fetid, rotten, corrupted thing you can possibly imagine. Like it would be one thing if if they just refused to patrol the borders, which they do, obviously, right? But it's like it's like the, the one layer is like, well, they've opened up the border for literally millions upon millions of people. I mean, just since Biden's been in office, more like greater a population greater than the biggest cities in America have have crossed over the border equivalent to about the population of New York City itself has crossed our border illegally and been permitted to stay here at the same time that you have knowingly like we've documented it tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of Chinese nationals operatives being sent by their government to cross our border and infiltrate our country at a time that we seem to be driving headlong towards open war with them. Suicidal, suicidal stuff. That's just the very top surface. It's a very top level corruption is just not doing the job they're supposed to be doing, which is protecting our border and processing legitimate, real, dire emergency asylum cases, which is what asylum is supposed to be. Then you find out that not only are we allowing it to happen, we're funding it. We're providing maps and instructions for people to engage in the invasion. We're providing them money and cash and phones, facilitating it. And we're spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to house them in five-star hotels around the country. There are hospitals that are going bankrupt in Arizona, people in Arizona Arizonans, American citizens who can't find hospital beds because the hospitals are so full of foreign nationals taking up hospital room and, and not paying for it. Like it's – but again, that's just the very beginning. Then you peel it even farther and you find out that this is being orchestrated by the, the glo- globalist system with the UN engaged in this, Catholic Church engaged in this. The ADL and the SPLC providing lawyers for these people using American taxpayer dollars. And then you find out not only that tens of thousands of children have gone missing as a result of this. And then you find out that the children that have gone missing have been delivered by the United States government into the hands of unknown individuals or just actual criminals – it's not that they're missing. It's that they've been given to people who just disappear. It is beyond description, but of course we've known this for a while. This is just the latest, and it's finally getting some mainstream attention. Here is HHS whistleblower Tara Lee Rodas testifying the government is working as a middleman in a massive child trafficking operation. Good afternoon, Chairman McClintock, Ranking Member DePaul, and distinguished members of the committee. It is an honor to be here. I thank you for the invitation to share my testimony. My goal is to inspire action to safeguard the lives of migrant children, including the staggering 85,000 that are missing. Today, children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses, factories, restaurants to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers. 
Today, children will be sold for sex. Today, children will call a hotline to report they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And we don't know if they're going to get the help they need. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. And I have to confess, I knew nothing about their suffering until 2021 when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border. As part of Operation Artemis, I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex Emergency Intake Site in California to help HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, reunite children with sponsors in the United States. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. Now, whether it's intentional or not, it could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion-dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. As for me, my interest is the safety of the children. I do not view this as a political issue. I view this as a humanitarian issue. I assure you, my motives are the highest and best. I want the children protected. So I want to tell you some of what I witnessed personally at the Pomona Fairplex. I saw vulnerable indigenous children from Guatemala who speak Mayan dialects and cannot speak Spanish. That means they cannot ask for help in English. They cannot help for, ask for help in Spanish. They become captives of their sponsors. I have sat with case managers as they've cried to tell me the horror of what has happened to children as they make the journey to this country. I saw apartment buildings where 20, 30, and 40 unaccompanied minors have been released. I saw sponsors trying to simultaneously sponsor children from multiple ORR sites at one time. I saw sponsors using multiple addresses to obtain sponsorships of children. And I saw numerous cases of children in debt bondage and the child knew they had to stay with the sponsor until the debt was paid. Realizing that we were not offering the children the American dream, but instead putting them in modern day slavery with wicked overlords was a terrible revelation. A terrible revelation. These children are a captive victim population with no access to law enforcement or knowledge of their rights. They are extorted, abused, neglected. And that is why I blew the whistle in 2021. I witnessed firsthand the horrors of child trafficking and exploitation. My life will never be the same after what I saw. But I have hope because I'm counting on you. It's my hope that you'll take action to end this crisis, to safeguard the lives of, most of these vulnerable children. People have asked me, you know, what can be done? What would you suggest? Well, first, I think HHS's number one priority is oversight. They must commit to oversight, transparency, and accountability. If I could wave a magic wand, this, I believe, could be quickly solved by experts in the IG community. 
there is a Pandemic Analytics Center of Excellence, or the PACE, as we call it. I believe if data analysts at the PACE could look at the data, children could be rescued, criminals could be prosecuted if the PACE had access to this data. It shows where the children are and who has them. I think also we need to change the culture of speed over safety. Speed is the wrong performance measure when dealing with children. We need to revamp the vetting process of sponsors and have case managers who have investigative backgrounds, data analytics backgrounds, some certified fraud examiners. And I think we need to reimagine a system where the sponsor is the accountable party. Sponsors should be required to report to ORR. And lastly, stop retaliating against whistleblowers. Stop retaliating against the people who are trying to tell the truth to save the children. As it is written, a wise man listens to advice while a fool continues in his folly, and HHS needs to be wise to care for these children. Thank, thank you very much. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.